taught you that you all have to look up because when I tell you right now, if you believe in God and you believe that we are in a biblical battle with good versus evil and God versus Satan, well, these demons just put something that basically is straight out of the Bible from the book of Revelations, the beast, in front of the United Nations, calling it the guardian for international peace and security. Well, we didn't choose you, you United Nations people that shouldn't even be in this country, and they are mocking us right in front of them. I've talked many times about the United Nations founding, and for those of you that don't know, um, it is my understanding from years of working on this and looking into it and being fearless in asking questions that uh, Germany might have lost World War II, but the Nazis did not. The Nazis actually, through something called Operation High Jump and Operation Paperclip, infiltrated with the help of David Rockefeller, with the help of Bush Sr.'s father, with the help of Kissinger and the Monarchs and the Committee of 300 and whoever else got involved and they took 30,000 of the worst Nazi criminals and inserted them into the United States. And they put them into every one of our universities, our media, our uh, think tanks, our philanthropies, everything that you think is good that comes through their hub at the United Nations is quite the opposite. And uh, the good news is, I heard just this week that Klaus Schwab, the inventor of COVID-19, the Great Reset, uh, he had to cancel a meeting, I heard, coming up because uh, the World Economic Forum is having too many death threats. So, what I need you to know is there are things going on geopolitically that are big signs of victory for God and we the people. One thing that is also happening uh, that is really getting to me, and uh, I was on with my pal Sheriff Mack the other day, and I was saying, why aren't the sheriffs arresting these people that cheated and stole our votes in the election? Because that's what happened. Donald Trump didn't have the election stolen from him. We did. We did. And I've been saying, why aren't they doing it? Why are these judges, these prosecutors, if the, if the sheriffs have the ability, if they're the law of the land in this constitutional republic, state by state, why aren't they doing anything? And you know what he said? He said, because the criminals in our government don't finance investigations into themselves. They only finance with our money investigations into the Trump family to the tune of $100 million and they got nothing. They had persecuting General Flynn, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, all of those people that are in a gulag for wrong think in DC against the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And I was talking to him and I said, wait a minute, here's the problem. We're waiting for somebody to get justice for us. Maybe it's us that should be having committees and hearings and calling them out and doing the research and doing the investigations. What do you think, those 7,000 elected officials are smarter than all of us? No, they're not. And they're never going to do it if we don't do it. And one thing I need everyone in here to know is during the fraudulent Kavanaugh hearings, 
when all those people marched outside over something that probably didn't happen, and if it did, it was nothing compared to what they made it. And I am watching in New York City, the Southern District of New York, where real crime and criminals go to get a slap on the wrist and then go out off into the sunset. I am watching a show trial that should make every citizen on this planet furious. This case in New York with Maxwell and Epstein, and do not think it's not both. Listen, there are four girls there that deserve justice, and they deserve anything they can get. But I'm here to tell you, there are thousands of victims. There are thousands of children and men and women that have gone through this situation. But I will tell you, the most awful part here is, Epstein and Maxwell ran an international to the tune of $500 million a year blackmail operation for the Mossad, for the KGB, for the MI6, for our intelligence community. And we the people have the right to know who's on that footage. Who were they blackmailing? Who did they blackmail? There have been how many government contracts, how many wars, how many invasions of sovereign nations? How many judges? How many congressmen? How many governors? How many prime ministers? How many monarchs are on the footage that our government is sitting on and does not plan to show us? This is not okay. I want to know what they know. Because they work for us, okay? We saw that Wiener laptop had crimes against humanity, an insurance file, half of the NYPD that were involved are now dead. And I'll tell you right now, we deserve to know what's on that laptop. We deserve to know what's on the laptop from hell of that Hunter Biden and his disgusting family. We deserve to know every single person that has been in our government or is now in our government that is a subject of that blackmail ring. And we need to know what they did and when they did it and how it affected our lives, because it did. For 20 years, Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell have been running a, a basically a terror campaign against people that we thought were leaders. They're not leaders, they've never been leaders. They're puppets, they're picked. And, you know, I saw Jeff Bezos saying last week that, uh, you know, they, this whole climate thing is just another debt slavery model from the same overlords in Switzerland. And I saw him say, well, we're not going to really be able to have humans on planet Earth uh, in the future. So we're going to create pods with $400 million, again, of our money given to Bezos and a couple other companies in big contracts. Uh, they're going to build uh, anti-gravity space pods, and most of us that are left are going to go live there while the 3,000 billionaires that have gained way more money over the last two years will live on planet Earth. And he said, we can come visit like you visit Yosemite. Well, i got to tell you something. I think that maybe Klaus Schwab, the uh, United Nations, the uh, Committee of 300, the Council of Foreign Relations Trilateral Commission, the Davos crew, the Bilderberg crew, 
the Committee of 300, the Pilgrims, and all these people that have been manipulating our planet all the way up to the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland should probably go live on those pods instead. Because you know what? This is God's planet. We are God's people. We know that this planet will always remain free. And God has given us inalienable rights that these demons want to take away so badly. And I'll tell you what, they're not even close. They are so delusional, they can put the beast from the book of Revelations in front of the UN and think that they're mocking us. Well, guess what? We're finally laughing at them. These people are fools. Nobody wants to hang out with these people. Nobody wants to be their friends. Like Clay was talking about the politicians. I've been saying for weeks, there's only 7,000 elected officials and the 300 million of us are just letting them destroy our country from the inside Hello. out. What is wrong with us? <laughs> this is enough. Enough's enough. Listen, everyone has a gift from God. Everyone can be on the front lines of this battle. Just get out there. Use your gifts. Do your own research. Bring something with proof and evidence to your sheriff or your law enforcement and you say, I want this person investigated. Or start your own committee in your own area, in your local area. Find out who's taking George Soros' money. Find out, because I'll tell you what, George Soros said multiple times that his goal in life is to destroy America from the inside out. Him, Kissinger, Rockefeller, they all, uh, they all have been saying it for years. Well, guess what? Let's find everyone connected to him. Let's all accept that they're enemies of the state and let's put them out. Thank you so much, guys. If you've not listened and you've never seen Mel Kay and our show, you need to go listen a little bit more. I've never really done an episode ever on this whole topic of the evil agenda of the UN. I didn't believe it like a couple of years ago, and now it's so blatantly on there. So here's a YouTube video. Listen to this. If aliens never took over the UN and read their archives, they would surely conclude that Israel is the most evil country on planet Earth. North Korea and Pakistan would be seen as good vacation spots. Am I exaggerating? Let's take a look at some facts about the UN. There are 193 members in the UN. Less than half of them are free countries. Many of them are perpetrators of the worst crimes of our time. So how is it that while hundreds of thousands are being detained and victimized in North Korea, Christians are persecuted in Iraq, women are subjugated in Saudi Arabia, homosexuals are executed in Iran, and civilians, including thousands of children, are gassed to death in Syria? How is it that 85% of the resolutions against countries passed in the UN General Assembly are against Israel? In 2013. The only real democracy in the Middle East with equal rights, an independent judicial system, and a vibrant free press. Let's start from the beginning. In 1945, after World War II, the nations who defeated fascism established the United Nations to prevent such human devastations from ever happening again. The UN's charter called for reaffirming human rights and equal rights to all men, women, and nations. 
But over the years, many new states became members. Only a few were democracies. Human rights and equality were pushed to the sidelines in favor of political interests. From the get-go, Israel agendas. was at a disadvantage. Muslim and Arab member states outnumbered it and tried to isolate it by threatening Israel's allies with embargoes. And if that weren't enough, Arab, Muslim, and third world non-aligned countries united into a powerful voting bloc with an automatic majority. Their shared goal was to discredit the U.S. and delegitimize Israel. As it has been famously noted, this voting bloc could pass a resolution that the world is flat and that Israel flattened it. The same bloc prevents actions against oppressive regimes since many of them are oppressive regimes. Now, after understanding how the UN is structured, it shouldn't surprise you that Iran, the oppressive regime developing nuclear weapons in breach of international agreements, was appointed a member of the United Nations Nuclear Disarmament Committee. This is a country that has threatened to destroy a fellow UN member, Israel. If that isn't enough irony for you, wait. This theater of the absurd reached a climax in the UN Commission on Human Rights, which was run for decades by an overwhelming majority of non-democratic, abuse-ridden countries. In 2003, it was even chaired by Libya under Gaddafi. That's right. This righteous individual was telling us how to make the world a better place. <laughs> this commission repeatedly condemned Israel, but refused to condemn systematic torture and abuse in over 80 countries, including Sudan, for the massacre of 300,000 citizens in Darfur. At this point, even the UN Secretary General realized something was fundamentally wrong. But the Human Rights Council, which replaced the commission, still includes many countries that fail to meet even the most minimal standards of a free democracy. They have placed Israel on its permanent human rights agenda. Israel, which has equal rights for all its citizens, minority rights, civil liberties, and a growing population of Jews, Christians, and Muslims. I served in the UN from 1993 to 1997 and saw firsthand the hypocrisy and cynicism of the political interests that have taken over the United Nations. I have watched dictators applauded, murder and terrorism ignored, and human rights turned into a travesty. After understanding how the UN really operates, perhaps the idea of aliens taking over doesn't sound that bad. Or what they're trying to put the agenda on us, right? Is that what the agenda is? Is to, I mean, the evilness of the UN and everything that's part of it is disgusting and the U.S. needs to break off from it. David Rockefeller talks about overpopulation and population control. This is 13 years ago, guys. We have been awake. I mean, we have been asleep to the, what the shit's going on. This is his mouth. This is his words. This, you can go do your own research and go find this yourself. Listen and head. Dog, um, David Rockefeller talks about the overpopulation and the population control. We're puppets to them. Ironically, however, the very innovations that are making possible dramatic improvements in human well-being are also creating new problems which raise the specter of an alarming and possibly catastrophic disaster to the biosphere we live in. 
And herein lies the dilemma that we all face. Let me illustrate. Improved public health has caused the world's infant mortality rate to decline by 60% over the last 40 years. In the same period, the world's average life expectancy has increased from 46 years in 1915 to 63 years today. This is a development which, as individuals, we can only applaud. However, the result of these positive measures is a world population that has risen during the same short period of time geometrically to almost 6 billion people and could easily exceed six billion, 8 billion by the year 2020. The negative impact of population growth on all of our planetary ecosystems is becoming appallingly evident. They are trying to the rapid growing exploitation of the world's supply of energy and water is a matter of deep concern. And the toxic byproducts of widespread industrialization of increased atmospheric pollution to dangerous levels. Unless nations will agree to work together to tackle these cross-border challenges posed by population growth, overconsumption of resources, and environmental degradation, the prospects for a decent life on our planet will be threatened. The recent UN meeting in Cairo is appropriately focused on one of these key issues, population growth. But the controversies which have erupted at the conference illustrate the problem of coming to grips with issues that are deeply divisive and which have a profound moral dimension. The United Nations can and should play an essential role in helping the world find a satisfactory way of stabilizing world population and stimulating economic development in a manner that is sensitive to religious and moral considerations. Economic growth is, of course, an in inevitable corollary of a growing population and is essential to improve standards of living. But without careful coordination, unrestrained economic growth poses further threats to our environment. This was a major subject of discussion at the conference in Rio de Janeiro on the environment. All right, so that's out there, and it was horrible to hear it all because it kept breaking up because this was a, a speech 13 years ago. And so if you think that what is being said um, is nuts, then you need to wake up. Now, in Time Survivalists on a YouTube channel have 18 minutes, and they say 
the United Nations and the end of Bible prophecy. You might explore that. I, I'll explore it and tell you if it's worthy to share. It's funny because recently um, people are speaking up because they are allowing the jab to get into their family. So teen is dead after the Pfizer shot. Dad struggles for answers. Okay. News outlets are known for highlighting those impacted worst by crime, those impacted worst by hurricanes, those impacted worst by coronavirus. But people whose lives have been forever changed after taking vaccines are shunned and ignored. When I was at Fox, my bosses told me not to cover the deaths of those who have taken the COVID-19 vaccine. The CDC is now reporting nearly 3,000 people have died after vaccination so far there's too much to get into on some of these deaths to know what other factors uh people have i don't want you i don't the deaths are not what we're talking about i don't want to put everything out there everybody be scared to death of everything because you know anything has potential risk so now that i've left fox i think it's the right thing to do to let people see what fox didn't want them to see the untold stories of the pandemic and one of them is the story of ernesto ramirez and his dad ernest in edinburgh texas i told me it was always me you were just world they came out where the Pfizer was safe for children Phase three clinical trial showed its vaccine was safe and 100% effective in 12 to 15 year olds. Uh, I waited some time and I kept hearing more advertisement about, yeah, it was safe for the teenagers. For 16 year old Brianna Justice of Brooklyn, a shot of hope. No worries, as long as it's a Pfizer. 16 and up, now eligible for the vaccine. So I said, okay, you know, we, we don't go anywhere, but still he's going to have to start school, so... I took him. Where did he get the he shot? He got the shot at uh, DHR Hospital. They went to the park a few days after he got vaccinated. They went to the park down the street. She said they were playing basketball, and he was running, and he just collapsed, you know. They called me screaming. <sighs> they were trying to do CPR. The police officer happened to be there, and he was the one trying to do CPR. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. He got the shot April 19th, and then he died April 24th. I watch uh, NBC, the news. I just, you know, I would always keep up with that to make sure. Did you know that the vaccine was still in trials, no, being studied? Uh, really. I believe what they were saying. They were saying, oh, it was perfect for the kids. There was no issues. Two, three weeks later is when they started coming out. CDC started announcing about it being, you know, affecting enlarged, children having enlarged hearts. CDC is investigating more than 300 cases of painful heart inflammation in young people after they were vaccinated against COVID-19. The CDC said the higher rate of cases occurred especially among young men. When this happened to me, that's what they put on his uh, death certificate. He passed due to an enlarged heart. He was healthy. Ernest says it took about three and a half months of waiting getting a lawyer involved before a copy of his son's autopsy was finally released to him. Magically, the report came out. It came through. Did it mention the vaccines at all? Or? No. No. 
It did confirm Ernesto died of an enlarged heart, also called cardiomegaly. I called the hospital where he was pronounced dead to get some answers. We haven't heard anything of it in the, in the marketing and PR office. No word of a death after vaccination at Edinburgh Regional Medical Center. And when they double-checked and confirmed that is where Ernesto died, they wouldn't get into details. We can't talk about privacy issues. So I tried speaking in generalities. Has your hospital dealt with any vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine-related deaths? And has your hospital dealt with any COVID-19 vaccine-related injuries? And is your hospital actively looking for and recording that sort of case? That's information that I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I can look into it, I can ask, but I, um, again, as I said, when we get the cases, we get the cases as they come in. And in, in this case, it was an emergency case, and so we treat it as a, as a trauma case. To me, this is murder. It's, somebody has to answer to it. Did you file a VAERS report? No, I didn't even know about that. Ernest says he'd never heard of VAERS, the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, and he hasn't gotten anywhere when trying to get answers on the Pfizer shot and his son's death. When I call for any, anyone, I get to run around. I emailed the governor, no response. I, uh, Texas called, Department of State Health Services? I called them. They've transferred me to six different people, and finally I, they, I ended up at a voicemail which I left my name and number, and to this day I haven't been contacted back. He was a healthy kid. I mean, there was nothing wrong. He played baseball since he was seven years old. And then they, they start uh, announcing that it was worth the risk. The benefits of getting vaccinated far, far, far outweigh any of the potential um, risks or side effects. <laughs> it wasn't worth the risk, not to me. None of this was worth my son's life. He, he, was, he was my best friend, you know. How many deaths associated with COVID-19 vaccines have happened in Hidalgo County? None. None. As far as I'm aware, none, no. We've given uh, almost a million vaccines. Would you be able to do an in-person interview after? Yeah, absolutely. The dad says he's struggling to get through to anyone, that the state won't get back to him on this. He should what call me. He should call me. Uh, here it says he has extensive, acute, and chronic scarring fibrosis. So we know he has a process going on a lot more than four days. That's not to say that the vaccine didn't contribute, of course, because you can always exacerbate an underlying condition. Yeah, all that, all that means is his heart is enlarged, but it didn't tell you why. He has left ventricular hypertrophy, which means that the muscle of his heart had gotten large, but that could be from the blood vessels themselves. Well, he got his heart checked every year. Yeah, but he, he, when you do a school physical, which is the extent of it, you don't really get your heart checked. You listen to the heart, it doesn't say anything. You'd have to get a 2D echo ultrasound. Those kids that died less than 18 had multiple comorbidities, obesity, or respiratory problems. Yeah, right. this boy didn't. Not actually, his BMI was 27, because I looked him up. So his uh, BMI was really high. If it's the same child that was running, <clears throat> apparently he was running, he was sprinting, and he collapsed, hit his head and arrived dead on arrival to the hospital. You're saying he was obese? Yeah. yeah this boy was not. He, this is him, and uh, this is him after he died. Doesn't look obese to me. Yeah. He looks um, to go back. So, and He looks like a regular guy. He looks like a regular 16-year-old guy. There's no weight on the chart. It's just a BMI mm -hmm. 27. Wow, so they, they may have made a mistake. Probably so, right? Probably so. Uh, I did call the health department to see what they've done subsequently.
Yeah. Yes, do you would find out about that kid? But the father says that he had that he was vaccinated. He didn't show in the intro. I can't find it. DHR Health. He got vaccinated at DHR Health on 4-19-21. See if there's been an adverse uh, reaction recorded too, and if not, we need to stop him. To, man, it's not anywhere. Thank you. He's not recorded as having been vaccinated. They can't find him on the intra. You know what intra is? Immunization tracking. You get the shot, and you go into a system. Mm. And you have to match up with that lot number. That that little vial has a little number on it. So it has to match up. So he wasn't recorded. I know for us at the beginning, man, we were running like a month behind. You know, I mean, we had all these sheets and stuff that we I mean, think about this. We're immunizing 8,000 people a day. Wow. And so you got, what, 10 clerks or something? So oh, it took my us like, gosh. It took us, like, about six weeks to catch up. Wow. It's like, gosh, well, his, his story just slipped through the cracks. How many people are like him? Is the death rate actually higher after and I would say, And I would say, and I would say that uh, in all likelihood, it probably is. Because when you do something in this country, whatever it is, 330 million, 350 million, in the world, 4.1 billion, yeah. Absolutely, it's going to happen. I think at the end of the day, you're going to say what I've come to the conclusion, which is given the risk versus benefit ratio, vaccination should be done. And certain people that have had adverse effects shouldn't be done. Next up, I asked cardiologist and internist Dr. Peter McCullough to take a look at Ernesto's autopsy. The heart was enlarged, but it was enlarged because of myocarditis. There was evidence of heart inflammation. Uh, fibrosis and scarring in the heart. A typical heart weighs for a boy this age would be less than 250 grams. In this case, it was more than 500 grams. It was more than twice enlarged. Uh, in June, it emerged that uh, both Pfizer and Moderna were associated with myocarditis or heart inflammation, the vaccines, and the FDA put a warning out on it. And they, they had about 200 well-characterized cases at that time. As of July 30th, the CDC now tells us they verified 3728 cases of myocarditis or heart inflammation. We know the vaccine in a person his age in the randomized trial published by Frank and colleagues in the New England Journal of Medicine in May 27th of this year. People like him who took the vaccine uh, randomized versus placebo. The only thing the vaccine did is prevent about 18 cases of the sniffles. There was no mention of family spread, no mention of any serious disease. COVID essentially is like a cold in children. It certainly doesn't require a vaccine. I need to yell. I need to fight. I need to do something. His life was worth much more than what the government or anybody else thinks. So now you're suing Pfizer? Yes. I mean, like I said, no amount of money can bring my son back. Uh, to me, this is murder. It's somebody has to answer to it. What we're trying to do or working to do is gather a group of individuals to take on the drug manufacturers. And the standard is extremely high to get outside the PrEP Act. You have to show that the conduct was malicious. The issue that we're struggling with is that Congress passed what's called the PrEP Act. And the PrEP Act gives the manufacturers of the vaccine and those administering it, huge immunity. So you've got a group that's making trillions of dollars, taxpayer dollars, because all these vaccines are being administered for free, but they're not really free because we're paying for it with our taxpayer dollars. And if there's an adverse event, then there's another statute that gives them huge um, protection from liability. So it's almost the best of both worlds for the manufacturer and the administrator of the 
uh, vaccine, but for the individual who has an adverse uh, consequence, it's the worst of both worlds. I take it like it was my fault. I shouldn't have been so ignorant. He meant the world to me. I had nothing else. Anything else you want to say? No, just for parents not to vaccinate their children. That's it. I mean, you know, I don't care what anybody says. It's not worth the risk. The FDA's website says if you have a severe reaction to the Pfizer shot, first go to your hospital. Then it's a good idea to call the vaccine provider. Also document what happened to you on the CDC's VAERS database. That's V-A-E-R-S online. If you're not getting anywhere with that, reach out to attorney Jared Woodfill. He is gathering a group of patients who've had severe reactions or death to try to go up against these vaccine manufacturers. As for Ernest, he is planning a trip to DC to tell his son's story. If you want to support him, you can go to his GoFundMe called Junior's Voice. As always, you can send me your story ideas and feedback. Email me ivory at ivoryhecker.com. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Ivory. Hey, some um, true reports that are actually telling the truth. So I thought I'd share that. It kind of, I don't know how it's going to blend in with the whole UN thing. <clears throat> you have to go down that whistleblow thing and uh, go investigate. It's funny because before all that, I did watch the episode. It was on, um, where was it? Oh, Prime. Amazon Prime. Of course. Of course. Um, we need to get rid of these uh, big companies and get back to local businesses and defund these big companies. But anyways... I think they had um, a show, Operation Paperclip. It's like the media, um, another person out there saying like the media has been in shows and subtle ways with the news have been telling you what they're going to do to you for a long time and what they have done in the past. And we have just going, no way. We didn't believe this. Um, we don't believe that. We don't believe this. The way is that evil, but we live in a evil world, evil world and get off your seat and go do your own research and find out how evil it is.